You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 120. Do you think of your food blog as a resource for your readers? People often share with us that they would like their website to be a resource and not just another blog. In today's episode, you'll learn strategies to uplevel your food blog from just a food blog to a true resource that can help your readers. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. It is so crazy to me that I am recording episode 120 and I just remember when I first decided to consider starting this podcast, wanting to make sure that I had enough ideas to be able to make it worth it. And I remember sitting down and saying that if I could write down 20 ideas of topics that I would cover on the podcast that I could start it and see how it went. And when I first sat down, I ended up having over 100 ideas so many of which have never even become a podcast episode because the show has shifted and things like that. And so anyways, it is just crazy to be recording episode 120 with you. And I'm just so thankful that you are here tuning in. If you are brand new to the podcast, I'm so thankful that you are checking this out. And I hope this episode will be really useful for you as a food blogger. I really try to make these episodes impactful and no fluff so that you really can take the strategies and implement them right away. My name is Madison Wetherill, and I am the CEO and founder of Grace and Vine Studios. Over there, we build custom websites and brands for food bloggers who are looking to take their business and their blog to the next level. They often feel like their business has continued to evolve and their food blog has continued to grow while their website has kind of remained the same and they really just need it to be rejuvenated and have new life built into it without having to sacrifice the unique look that they're looking for, the unique brand presence that they want on top of wanting to make sure that they follow best practices for SEO and for site speed. And so it is really just such an honor to be able to work with our clients to achieve all of those things. So if you are ever curious on how we work with clients or what that process is like, you can head over to graceandvinestudios.com and click on the services tab to learn more. Now, as I'm recording this episode, I am very quickly approaching the tail end of my third pregnancy, and it is really crazy how fast it goes by when it is not your first. And even when it's your first, it is still something that goes by so fast, and I just cannot believe that we are in the third trimester and really starting to prepare for maternity leave and what that needs to look like. And that is both within my personal life and also within the business. It is just something that I feel like the first two pregnancies that I had I did not do nearly as much planning as I have been this time. Partially that's because of the amazing team that I have. And it's also just because of the nature of the work that we do these days. We work really closely with our clients for, you know, six to eight weeks as we're redesigning their website. And so that significantly changes what we're going to be doing for the rest of the year. 
As I have been sharing the last few episodes, we are very quickly filling up the rest of our spots for working with us for this year. And part of that is due to taking off, you know, some time to be able to adjust to being a family of five. The other part of that is just really wanting to take it easy as I adjust back into working and also having three kids and all of the things. So all of that to say, if it is on your radar to redesign your website or to rebrand and have a new logo created this year, I would highly recommend reaching out sooner rather than later. Get the information that you need to be able to make a decision because these spots will be filling up very quickly and we will very soon be booking for next year. So just highly encourage you to reach out if you are considering and needing some more information or you just want to have a chat and see what the process is like and all of that. So you can always find that link to our services in the show notes, or like I said, you can go to graceandvinestudios.com and click around there to find out more information, pricing, details, all of that kind of stuff. And then if it feels like it's a good fit and you want to connect with me more closely, then you can reach out to schedule a call. Okay, so in today's episode, we are really talking about this idea of creating a resource for your readers. And this is something that has been coming up so often as I've been talking to potential clients and just different people in the industry. And I started to realize that one of the things that we really help our clients do through the process of working with us and through our sort of strategic view of their site is that we're really creating a resource or a hub somewhere for your readers to go to, to be able to find out more information and to really get lost in the content that you share. And this is something that I have heard over and over again from people. And it started to finally click for me what the difference is between just having a food blog and having something that is truly a resource for your readers. So that's where we're going to start today is just kind of highlighting what the difference is between this concept of a food blog versus a resource. So when we think of something that is a food blog, we can think of kind of a more surface level view of what you do. So it is a place where you share recipes, but it doesn't really provide a broader solution to any bigger problems. You're really just providing the recipes itself. When I think of a food blog in this context, I think of sites like All Recipes or some of those other like larger sites that just simply share the recipe. There's not a lot of context. There is not a lot of value outside of having the recipe itself. Another way to really think about this is that a food blog potentially has the same value as if you were to have a photocopy of a recipe from a cookbook or someone was to print you out a recipe and hand it to you and say, hey, you should make this. There is really not a whole lot of difference between you know the level of content or the depth of content that you're sharing. For a lot of food blogs, there's going to be more information, but it is potentially not going to feel as cohesive and as thorough as another resource that you might go to. So again, the difference between something like a cookbook that has a lot of information in it about a specific cuisine or history of a dish, things like that, versus having a printout of just a recipe. So when we're thinking about creating a resource, we're really thinking about creating something that our readers want to come back to. And they could want to come back for a handful of reasons, but overall, to me, the 
reason that your readers are going to want to come back is because you are solving a bigger problem for them than them just needing a recipe. Now I talk about this all the time, but our readers do not need another recipe. Their problem is not that they don't have a recipe to make or that they can't find a recipe to to make. We have so many resources if we need just a recipe. Again, we can go to sites like All Recipes. You can just go to Pinterest. You can go to Google. You can buy a cookbook. What we really need to be thinking about and getting intentional about is the problem that you are solving outside of needing recipe content. Because when you can start to do that, you go from having this random assortment of recipes on your blog to really having something that is strategic and thought out and actually useful for your readers. So in order to really start creating this resource and going from just having, again, that random food blog to a resource, you first have to go from having maybe some random mixed content to really becoming a niche resource for your readers. And the first step to doing that is really honing in on your niche and what it is that you do. When we talk about a niche, what we're talking about here is not that you are a food blog. A food blog is a very general idea of what you do, but we really want to go layers deeper than just being a food blog. And once we have that figured out, then you're really able to start organizing your content around your niche and really starting to fill the gaps within your content to create that resource. So like I mentioned, you can't just think of your niche as a food blog because that is a really, really broad term these days and there are way too many just food blogs out there. What we really need to think about is what your unique niche is and what your unique point of view is. So I always like to say that this is the process of discovering your niche is really figuring out three layers deep what it is that you do. So the top level for most of you listening is that you are a food blog. That is the general content that you share is recipe content. From there, we have to define what makes your content different and really how all of the unique recipes that you share are connected in some way. So that would be things like saying that you are a gluten-free blog or maybe you share Italian recipes. It's really going to be that kind of mid-level type of content. So it's going to be either a specific type of cuisine, maybe it's a specific dietary requirement, something that is going to kind of put all of your recipes or at least most of your recipes into one bucket. And then from there, the third layer is that we're figuring out what makes you unique against all of the other bloggers who share the same type of content that you share. So again, even saying that you are a healthy recipes blogger really is not differentiating enough because there are still thousands of healthy recipe blogs out there. And we have to really think about if I was to line up all of the different healthy recipe bloggers, what would make you and your blog unique that no one else would have? And this is something that I think a lot of people get really stuck on because it might not feel like you have something that differentiates you that much, but at the end of the day, you are a very unique person. Your perspective is unique and the way that you share recipes, the type of recipes that you share, maybe the the way that you test recipes, there is something unique and different about your food blog. And the more quickly you can get clear about that, the more quickly you can start to make these connections that are going to create that experience for your reader on your website. Once you have figured out what that third layer is, that is when you're really going to be able to get clear on what type of content you have, what type of content you need on your site, 
I cannot tell you how many times I've had conversations with our clients when we're working together where I very clearly see gaps in the content that they've shared in the past. And almost always it is around the non-recipe content on the site, which is really the type of content that is going to be supporting to this concept of creating a resource. But I will share with a client, hey, do you have a blog post about XYZ? Do you have a blog post on how to get started with your gluten-free journey? And I've had clients look at me straight in the face and say, no, I don't have that, but I need to. And this has happened with so many different niches, so many different clients, because sometimes we're just so close to the content that we create that we don't notice the gaps that we have. And so once you have figured out what your niche is, you can start to figure out what those gaps are and start to create the extra content that you need. Now, this is really the most important part as you start to really try to move your blog from just a blog to something that is more of a resource and something that readers want to come back to. That is that you are providing solutions and you are not providing just recipes. Again, our readers do not need more recipe content. There is so much of that on the internet. What they really need is a solution. They need a solution to problems that they have and you have to figure out what those problems are so that you can create the content that will help them with it. Now that content can look like a lot of different things. It can look like non-recipe blog posts. It can look like a strategic freebie. It can look like recipes that are connected really logically to be able to provide next steps for your readers. But the most important part of all of this is that it's all centered around this concept of what your niche is and really going deep on what it is that you help people with so that you can create the best resource possible for that person and you can create something that they will want to get lost on and uh, something that they will turn back to over and over again. Now, an awesome part about this idea of creating these resources and solution-based content is that oftentimes this is actually easier content to produce than creating an actual recipe and going from, you know, the entire process from start to finish of creating a recipe blog post. Oftentimes these resources are things that you could write the blog post much faster. You can use images that you already have from other recipes, or it is something that is just so second nature for you that it will be so easy to be able to share this type of content. Now, if you're unsure about the direction that you need to go with this type of content and you feel a little bit uneasy about sharing this type of content and spending a lot of time on it, I would highly recommend just sharing a little bit of this on social media or on your email list, wherever it is that you can connect with your audience and just share some of these ideas. Because you don't have to necessarily spend hours creating a bunch of blog posts that might not perform well. Instead, you can just test the waters and share a little bit of this content kind of behind the scenes to see if it resonates with your people. But I think the more clear you are on that niche and how everything combines, how everything that you do connects, then you're going to be able to provide this type of content with confidence, knowing that it really is going to help your readers. So to recap this episode a little bit, As you start to move from being just a food blog to creating that resource for your readers to want to come back to over and over again, you really have to start thinking about what your broader solution is that you are creating for your readers, how you are helping them solve a bigger problem than just needing more recipe content. You do that first by 
drilling down and discovering your niche and being unapologetic about what that niche is and how it supports your readers. And then you're able to figure out what your content looks like and where your gaps are and start to create supplemental content as needed to be able to provide other content besides just recipes. And over time from there, you're going to start creating solutions for people's problems, not just sharing more recipe content. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't share recipe content. That's not at all what I'm saying, but it just means that you recognize there is more to what you share than a recipe. It is not just a list of ingredients and instructions, but there's more around your content. In your recipe blog posts, you are sharing more helpful tips and things that are going to help people want to come back to your website because they will be so surprised that you understand the problems that they're having that they might not have even spoken out loud. They might not have said, I am struggling with XYZ and you are providing the solution to that. But because you know your audience so well that you're able to provide the solutions that just resonate with your people and it's going to make them want to come back over and over again. Now, if you're feeling like you don't really know what your audience needs or who they are, don't worry. Next week's episode is going to be all about tools that you can use to connect with your audience and really get to know them. So definitely tune back in for that episode next week. If you are not following the podcast, make sure that you subscribe and follow wherever it is that you are listening right now. You can also hit the podcast updates link in your show notes, which will add you to our email list so that you will get email notifications of our new episodes and all of the other helpful information that I like to share over on my email list. So be sure to sign up there so that you do not miss those updates. Okay, friends, I hope this episode was helpful and I hope that it will help you to start to shift the way that you are thinking about your blog from just being a place where you share recipe content to creating a resource that will truly help your readers. That's all I have for today's episode. So I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.